Hey everyone and welcome to the Dark Cast. This is DCI number 72 and I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode we talk to Julia and Itai Karen, as well as Simon Kono, who are the developers at Untame, which is a, a studio that's making a game called Mushroom 11. Uh, Mushroom 11 is not a game that I'm going to begin to describe here, but I will let you know that it is available for pre-order, and you can find links to that as well as videos, uh, including one of an original prototype of the game from Game Jam uh, 2012, and uh, you can find all that stuff at darkstation.com. You can follow us on Twitter if you'd like, we are darkstation underscore com, and of course you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening, now on with the show. so much for joining us on the dark cast tonight how are you doing we're good oh. i think we're good i haven't asked if anyone's good i'm good uh, um yeah it's a, it's like one of those logical questions is everyone good um i don't know i think i'm a good person <laughs> is everyone well is everyone we'll, here we'll present and accounted for later yes <laughs> that's at the end of the podcast <laughs> Well, um, since we're, we think we're good, uh, who all do we actually have and is, is good here talking to us today? Who wants to start? Um, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Itai, and um, I, I started this, uh, this specific project. And, um, yeah. What else do I need to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a... What you do on the project? Oh, well, let me let me start with a with back, some background. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm a, I'm an indie designer uh, and developer, and uh, I live in Brooklyn with uh, Julia. And yeah, I've been working on uh, Mushroom Eleven for the past three years almost, and this is my second big game, and I I've made a couple of uh, smaller games before. Okay, very cool. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I'm Julia. I'm uh, Itai's wife, and I've been making games for a while now. I was working at a casual game studio for a number of years uh, with Simon and Kara, who's our producer. I don't know if she's going to join us or not. But, um, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I've been making games with the the studio before and this is my first foray into indie games and it's been a weird experience um <laughs> i've been doing some design and now i'm also doing like everything else that is around a game that you don't think about when you make games like marketing <laughs> so, so yeah it's been a new experience for me i bet uh okay well my name is simon and uh i am the artist that's uh working on the game along with Julia of course um, I've been working uh, like soul artist basically <laughs> well, I okay uh, the main artist um, <laughs> I've been doing uh, art for a long time uh, I don't know uh, 
illustration, 3D animation, all, all that stuff. And uh, I started making games several years ago. Uh, as Julia mentioned, uh, we worked at the studio together. And, uh, you know, that's how we're all kind of on this call now is through that connection. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, I'm in Connecticut right now. Uh, I started this game uh, with Itai, uh, was it a while ago? <laughs> 2012. Uh, at that point, I was living in New York City. We were in Astoria. And in between then and now, I've uh, been doing a bit of traveling with my wife, hopping around and working on the game, sending art, you know, through the internet to Itai. I'm sure he was thrilled. <laughs> it was uh, for so long. But uh, right, so right like now we're. We even met once. Uh, in Italy, so we we had like a week where we were working together on um, on a lake shore. We got a, a house and worked uh, while they were traveling. They were traveling eastbound, and we were going back uh, back home. Very, very productive week. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Now, uh, what what studio get, did you guys work at? I was uh, called Arcadium. And they're still around in New York, and they do a lot of casual games like for mobile and Facebook. Okay. So we got our start doing. I think it was started at it's like PC downloadable games when when those were like the casual thing. Hmm. Um, so that lots of like bejewel type games and matching games and that kind of thing. And it was a lot of fun. Cool. And UB Funkies, right? <laughs> and uh, now we are uh, we are untamed. Fantastic. That's awesome. So, uh, Itai, you mentioned that you've been working on the on Mushroom 11 for about three years. Have all of you kind of been working on the project since then, or kind of slowly come on board over the course of time? Well, I started the original Game Jam game with Itai when it was a Game Jam prototype, and then I haven't started work on it because I went, you know, back of the studio, um, so I didn't work with him until... Um, probably a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. You know, just just uh, additional, you know, design help here and there, but not as as much as as you do right now. Uh, but it started as a global game jam game back in uh, I think January 2012. Um, so the original prototype was done in two days. Um, so. Yeah, Julia did the art for that and kind of the, the visual, um, um, the, the the theme and all that. And um, we realized that we needed someone to to come in like a, as a this is this was a more than a full job, you know. So we realized we needed someone, and uh, we both really really liked the art style that Simon had and. Uh, I was able to convince Simon to come aboard. <laughs> also, it was a it was yeah. a game jam game, so that means that within that forty eight hours, you worked through mushrooms one through ten, right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay, it was all it's just iterative design that led us to eleven, not anything fancy. Exactly. <laughs> now it's uh, it's actually one of those things that I I'm trying to keep open, and uh, when people ask me about the name, um, what why eleven, what what happened to one through ten. Is there is it really um, a continuation of a, a certain uh, uh, you know repetition or iteration? 
I can't really tell too much. Uh, a lot of it will be will be told kind of passively through the through the game. So I'd rather not spoil it. Uh, so it's, okay, so it's important. It's not just a a weird name to get you started. Oh no, nothing okay. is. There's no such thing as a, as an arbitrary uh, thing, arbitrary thought. It's all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it. Something that started the the mushroom eleven thing started as um, before before I knew what I was going for. The kind of the the name resonated with me, and then um, the visuals kind of followed after, and the theme, and then the story. So it all it, it was all built around the mechanics and the name, and it called. I think it comes together. Um, Nicely, I, I I want to believe. When you're when you're working on something that comes from a game jam, um, and especially like go, heading into one of those, where's where does that process start? Like, did this start with the idea for the mechanic of it? Did it start with, um, you know, kind of the idea for the, uh, like like everything else around it, and that the mechanic kind of came out of needing to work with it? Where where did you where'd you get jump in with that? Um, so the the global game jam theme. Uh, the way the global game jam works um, is that they provide a, a certain theme. Now the theme is very very wide. It can be interpreted in so many different ways. Um, this specific theme, is the, the way I saw it, was uh, it, it kind of led into both mechanics and the story, and it's the story of uh, destruction and rebirth uh, rolled into one. Um, the theme was uh, the snake eating its tail. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. It was the Ouroboros, which mm-hmm. is a snake eating its own tail. That was uh, the theme at the time. Uh, and um, so it's kind of uh, one and the same. And it, it's true that the first thing I did, because that's kind of like my, my safe place, is to start tempering with different mechanics until I figured, figured this one out. Uh, but it was also very clear that this needs to be a game of where if destruction is your your only way of uh, control, then the destruction needs to be a very strong theme in the story and the visuals as well. Mm-hmm. And and here I thought the 11 was just because no other number makes the, the body of a mushroom cloud. And, yeah, I just... <laughs> <laughs> that's a... That's a that's pretty cool actually <laughs> crazy uh, deep thought okay yeah. Yeah. you picked up the subtle hint in the logo that's right yeah. yay subtlety <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the sarcasm it's absolutely <laughs> no it, it was it was pretty subtle we were trying to not make almost nothing in the game was <clears throat> everything that looked like it was hitting uh, the player on the head we, we tried to to tone down, because uh, <coughs> I, even when it comes to the story, which we might want to um, talk a little bit more, but um, everything is is intertwined. I, I want to say, and everything needs to be very um, subtle. Subtlety is a very strong theme. So it it, it sounds like I, I don't mean this in any sort of like bad comparison or anything, but uh, it sounds almost like you're you're trying to go after something similar to like what 
Portal had, and that kind of everything is just unified in terms of like graphics, gameplay, story, like all of it. It's it's one thing. It's not like here's the story, here's the visuals, here's the the gameplay, but like everything kind of reinforces the rest of it. I, I don't. I, I don't mean to. Nice yeah, yeah. I don't mean to take over the conversation, but uh, I have to say that you you've uh, touched a nerve by the fact Portal is such a, a huge influence. Uh, personally, and such a, ga- a game that I love so much, and also, a- as you said, in the the theme doesn't really appear, or the story, the narrative doesn't appear in, in Portal uh, so dramatically. Usually, it's kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. where you, you actually see the story. And and I, I personally, and the way Simon uh, uh, visualized it, it we really uh, this is uh, exactly what, how we we saw it. So I. I, I totally agree with that comparison, and uh, I, I think it's what we're striving for. Yeah, awesome. That was really awesome. Now, now, one thing bef- before we continue on the the game track, because we're we're definitely going into game territory now. I I gotta know what what is it like, kind of working as a husband and wife team on a game, like that. That seems like a really interesting dynamic that we don't hear about a lot you know generally it's kind of you know you go do your job you come back home and there's your, your family or whatever what how how does that kind of affect the game just fyi there we're both married couples working on the yeah, game that's 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 wow you're that's buddy. like double like <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah simon's wife kara kono is our producer so <laughs> <laughs> um so, well, <laughs> number of times Etai has woken up in the middle of the night and goes, "Oh, that's how I'm going to do it." <laughs> well, that's uh, what that happens, happens in the shower. Yeah, happens. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. completely understand that. Yeah, yeah. I um, apparently the shower thing is a is a common thing between a lot of the uh, designers. Apparently, we we went to a conference uh, this weekend and. Uh, one of the talks was about Basic, showers. Yeah, about play about, test a lot and take a lot of showers was the yep. takeaway to this person's <laughs> talk, which is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think it helps when we have clear sort of divisions of roles. Um, so, uh, and also we we do have like uh, you know a stakeholder, like somebody who has the final say. I think that. That helps me <laughs> make the arguments, like, you know, uh, but yeah. but I think we all. I mean, we've all worked together before, or well, I I worked with Itai before, but I've worked with Kara and Simon before as well, and so we all really trust each other. Like they're like the best people at what they do, and and that also really helps. Awesome. I, I think it's uh, I think it's fun. You know, uh, we can create this thing uh, together, and you know, be proud together as. Uh, you know, husband and wife, or the two married couples, <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to phrase that, but uh, you know, um, we can talk about it endlessly um, at uh, you know dinner table or uh, wherever, and that can be a lot of fun. Uh, and you know, obviously, sometimes it could be uh, to the point where you might want to get away from it. Uh, <laughs> That, that's when uh, Itai goes into the shower and gets his great ideas or get away. <laughs> but, uh, 
I, I personally, I I, uh, I, I like uh, this adventure you know, with Kara, and it's a uh, you know, it's a fun thing to be working on together. Awesome. Yeah, I also see uh, see it as a yeah. It's a it it's usually really fun, and um, we don't necessarily work in the same room, um, mostly because I don't like working in on desks. And you so, can't have a shower uh, everywhere. <laughs> I, I would if I could, uh, uh, but that's a different story. Uh, but the I, test. excellent answer. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's wow. Well, I sound. I, I come up so weird now. But I, I don't like working on desks because it makes me feel like I'm working, and I hate working. So um, Julia works uh, in the office, and I usually work on the couch. Hmm. So, so uh, I guess uh, I don't think we would we probably wouldn't. Uh, Going on each other's nerves, even if we were if we were in, in the same room, but um, we're in most cases we're um, um, you know we're just one room apart, and uh, instead of shouting, we're skyping. <laughs> Emoticons help. Yeah, <laughs> you're communicating via chat. Yes. Oh, yeah, funny. emoticons uh, save <laughs> lives and marriages. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. That's good to know. I'm going to write that down. I need to save that for later. Um, <laughs> I can confirm I all of like this. This is like true. To, <laughs> I would like to add something to that. That uh, having a, a partner being involved in the in the game and supporting you, and uh, even being able to uh, you know go out and earn some money when you can't oh, yes, is. You know, it's. I think it's a real advantage for this this kind of production. Hmm. Yeah, this is. Um, uh, um, you know, this is the the case with me, I guess, as well. Where Julia, Julia is the one actually bringing paying rent at the moment uh, by uh, by doing a lot of design work for uh, you know for hire okay. as a consultant, where uh, where I just spend money at the moment. <laughs> It's all business expenses. It's not, it's it's okay. It's not all. <laughs> yeah, no, but but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think if if it wasn't for for the work uh, of Julia, you know, this at the very least, the production would take much more, much much longer. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Funding issues. Fun times. Get married and make your games. <laughs> good advice. Everyone. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. So let, let's let's move on to the, the game itself, though. Mushroom 11. What is Mushroom 11? Um, so Mushroom 11 is a game about um, destruction and uh, rebirth. Um you are an amorphous blob, and the only way you can uh, control yourself is by removing cells. And when you remove those cells, uh, they immediately regrow someplace else. So you, you use your mouse to shape your, your blob, your, this uh, organism, in any way you want, but you can also cut it uh, to multiple pieces. And, uh, but it always maintains the same amount of cells across, uh, 
across all the different pieces. So this allows you to do all sorts of uh, challenges and puzzles and uh, skill maneuvers. So it's kind of a platformer slash puzzle. Puzzle platformer. Or puzzle platformer. <laughs> the problem is, you know, the, the term puzzle platformer has been used, you know, used to death a little bit. It's a fungal and, platformer. Yes. <laughs> I, I like that. It's a fun <laughs> I'm taking a note of that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a new that genre. Was, that was bad, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I'm sure somebody had heard that. Okay. I think everyone's just ignoring you. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's probably better that way. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm curious, curious yeah. Oh, I Did, said I said it grows on you. The fungal. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yes. Marketing done. It's <laughs> I, yeah. If, if there's one thing, I'm not sure like... if that goes along with the tone of the game. It doesn't look like it, but there it is. Sure, it does. It's a yeah. happy place with growing. Amorphous blobs. Amorphous blobs. If, if, the if best Ian taught blobs. us nothing, it is that the gelatinous cube is the happiest ever. <laughs> Amorphous blobs, absolutely. Yeah. Best <laughs> kinds of blobs there are. You can't really call it uh, like a amorphous. Well, amorphous is okay, but um, it has a rigid body to it, which is what makes some of the puzzles so unique because it can support uh, weight. So it doesn't like, if something falls on it, it's not going to go like you know, into like a bowl of soup or something. It's not going to splatter around. It's going to hold that whatever fell on it on top of it. Which yeah. Is interesting. So that was also one of the experiments back in the beginning when you started the design. This is, um, you know, World of Goo is a game that I definitely consider one of my absolute favorite and and a, and a big influence. Uh, for this specific game, uh, but this specifically is not a goo. A goo would would not would not and did not work um, here. We actually looked for something that would allow you to to have a lot of control over the environment and not just. Um, it's going to be kind of like a, a a combination of of you being able to to uh, support and 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 uh, control the environment. By applying your own um, stiff skeleton, and on the other hand, you cannot actually apply any any physical force onto it. You only grow into it. But once you do, then then you are completely rigid. So, so for example, like uh, you can make a bridge out of yourself, and you can like you know support your own weight. I mean, moving over you know pits of lava or something. You can. Um, uh, you can grip off the side of like an elevator and, and hang there with your own weight. But if you try to like, you know, push a door open, you're just going to go row around that door. You can't actually like move. And so that's like a little bit more of a visual explanation of what we mean by this rigid body form. So is this just a mechanic or is this actual like amorphous blob? Story-wise, um, you know, lore-wise, is this thing? Is this know what's going on? It does it know it's being pushed. Is it? Is that just? Uh, is that just a manifestation of its own movement? That that you know, it just from our side, it looks like we're pushing him when really he's doing the pushing or it's doing the pushing. That's a that's a really deep question, actually. You know, the the agency and who you are really are you the 
controller are you the blob um it's actually one of those things that i i personally love to keep open because it, it, it you kind of understand you can i think maybe simon also can t t talk a little bit more about the, um, the actual uh, story and the visual visualization of the story but it, it all kind of comes together when you when you start seeing some of the artifacts and understand who you are and what do you actually do and what is your role right uh, is that, should I, that's a segue for me uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> um, well of course you don't want to give anything away here uh, but uh, yeah uh, in this world that we've created um, we've dropped little little visual clues as to what might have happened and uh, uh, you know it's the kind of thing where we're telling a story um, that that we know um, Utah wrote this really cool story and uh, you know we're trying to present it kind of in a, a fractured way with all these this imagery and uh, I think that people are just going to have their their own uh, version of that story, um, and they're going to draw their own conclusions. So, yeah, it should be should be interesting to see what what kind of things uh, people come up with about the history of the mushroom, and you know maybe how how close they can get to our uh, story of it. But I can't really say anything specific about mushroom, really, <laughs> right now. So, but the amorphous, rigid blob is a type of mushroom? Well, I think we decided that it looked very mushroom-esque. Oh. <laughs> I like the, the term mushroom-esque. Mushroom-esque, yeah. Yeah, um... I mean, mushrooms come in all different shapes and sizes, and I think that, I mean, most... People have one idea of what a mushroom looks like, but mushrooms are actually... Thanks, Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but mushrooms are, like, really diverse and in both what they look like and what they can do, and they're really interesting creatures that have their entire kingdom, right? They're, they're fungus is a... They're not an animal or a plant. They're a... They have their yeah, own... their own... Bee. Oh, yeah, they're, they're exactly. They're their own things. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, the the way we look at it. It's just we kind of uh, try to not to talk too much about what the mushroom is, whether or not it's a like a man-made thing or or it's a, an artifact of of whatever mutation that happened, or uh, whether it's just a natural occurrence. Or, yeah, or a natural occurrence. We we kind of keep it open, but and as you traverse the world, you would see more and more. Uh, clues that would actually point you in the right direction. Um, the, the the fact that we call it mushroom, um, mushroom is um, it's more of a symbol at this point. You know, it's uh, it obviously this is not the the Mario mushroom, but it's definitely a fungus of sorts. Uh, it acts a little bit differently than what you would expect, and and that is that is also part of the story of why it does what it does and. Uh, What's the role? Um, yeah, what's your um, motives for for doing what you do? So all these things kind of unravel 
or they are not. You know, they're like you. You can come up just Simon, like Simon said. It's uh, you can come up with your own conclusion as to what really happened, and we're trying to to help you come up with these uh, with these conclusions, but by applying a lot of small visual cues, like everywhere you go. Very cool. So, kind of deciphering um, what happened and potentially what what even you are and what agency you have is is all kind of in there in uh it, kind of up there with the the game mechanics and the 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 rest of the i guess more um is, is there really any kind of in your face storytelling or is it is it all kind of there in the, the backdrops yeah it's it's all in the backdrops actually this is, yeah this is uh this is one of the things we we've played with a lot um you know, we we were trying in many different ways of telling the stories in the story, and and the bottom line is that we we decided that maybe the most compelling way of actually letting um, letting the players you know, put them in that world in the way that you would actually be interested in in, in knowing what ha- what's happening is by not really telling them. So there would never be a cutscene or a dialogue or 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 like uh, any um unraveling. there's no leftover posters of Charlton Heston yelling it's people it's people actually that, that is that is very close to what you you do have there <laughs> but um yeah but it's uh, it's it, you know it's not uh there's no smoking gun but definitely a lot of little clues that you can put together and uh, you don't have to though you can completely ignore them you you probably would actually Hmm. Depends on I think certain players have certain goals and that's you know it's whatever they want to do is fine if they want to pay attention to every detail and try to figure out the story and that's awesome if they don't care and they just want to pick up as much as possible or go as fast as possible then that's great too. No, it's all there's definitely no uh, there's no right way to play to play this game. This is actually a very important part. Um, the game can be played in many many different ways. Um, as you were saying, you're talking about uh, you know playing as fast as you, as you can or playing as completely as you can, um, and uh, we have seen some uh, players actually stopping and trying to figure out what's written on the walls, right? we, and we we loved that as well. But that's that's one way to play the, the game. Very cool. Now. As far as like game mechanics and stuff go, how how has it kind of changed since the original game jam version? So much. In oh, fact, wow. I, there's the original a, was red. <laughs> actually, the original was black and white because yeah. I was too lazy to do anything with color because I was doing all the art in like two hours. Uh, <laughs> there, there's you can actually download the original game jam prototype because it's on their website. Because you submit your, so you can, you can yeah. see a video of it. And yeah, but you don't. See how different? <laughs> don't. It's really, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty good for for for. It's good a few for hours, game jam, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what? what the, so, the bottom line is that it was, it was very clear that what needs to happen is that there is a certain number of cells, and you can remove them, and then they grow somewhere else. But you can, by removing some of the cells, you can actually split it. And shape it, um, but it's actually pretty amazing to see that even even I could really see the potential. Uh, 
of this mechanics when I was making the prototype and and uh, the what I can show is that the first level that I made uh, back then was uh, a very very simplistic platformer uh, level uh, you know just moving moving platforms and, and gaps that you need to not jump across but you know, bridge across that's all I could think of the time and uh, just realizing what uh, even the movement uh, it was more of a tumbling and you just change your center of mass and tumble over and, and now it's so much more fluid you know the moving through tunnels which is something that everybody seems to like uh, is something kind of uh, emerged as, as a new mechanic that I didn't even notice uh, it just it was just happening um, so you know the mechanics was kind of there, uh, but balancing the way it grows and the speed, uh, balancing the number of cells and their size, um, thing, things like that. Once, once all these things were, um, you know, the, num- the number of cells, the weight, the, all, all that, and of course the controls were, that were changed dramatically in the last, uh, you know, three years. Um, it was very clear that there are many different things that you could do with this uh, mechanic. And honestly, um, honestly, I can still, uh, I, I, you know, we all still come up with new ideas of what you could do with it, even now after so, after so long. I think the uh, the the prototype that you had from that game jam was really interesting because just just looking at it, um, I mean, it it seems primitive really primitive when you compare it to where it is now but uh, you could you could see you know this cool mechanic emerging that I, I had never seen anything like that so I was uh, pretty psyched to to get on this project just to to work on this this new thing thanks Simon sure yeah <laughs> good good job guys <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm, I'm glad this finally came out here. That, uh, <laughs> we, now we know that Simon's actually proud of of what's going on. This is good. This is growth. This is one of those moments. <laughs> no, I, actually, I remember uh, Julia. You showed it at, at work, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Whoa, what is this thing? This is wow. It's cool. <laughs> Something different." Uh, it, it was it was very different, and I think we all realized that this this is something. Uh, you know, I, I f- felt like I need to work on this. I, I, it was not a, just an experiment. This is I need to work work on it. But it was uh, it was, it was different, almost but unplayable. It, but it was also like when we thought about it, we were like, well, somebody must have thought about this already. Like, and we were looking up like games, and there was nothing like that. And we were like, oh my god. <laughs> Actually, you know, it, it, right the. There are some features and some other games that did things that are a little bit like parts of it. But yeah, I was also quite surprised that uh, this thing was not done before. Um, Well, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the sign of a really good idea when you go, oh, this is cool. Somebody's done this before. (laughs) Nobody's done this before. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> it, it looked complicated, but then when you think about it, it's basically just a grid of cells, right, that you remove and then they just pop up somewhere else on the screen. So you're like, oh, somebody must have done that. Mm. But, yeah, but um, I think the funny thing is I remember back in the uh, Global Game Jam event uh, back at NYU, um, I remember that I kind of, I saw pretty clearly what I wanted to do. Um, you did. You told me. I came back from work late because the game jam starts like Friday evening and I, I came to visit you and you were like, oh, I got this idea. So you're this blob and you destroy stuff and it grows. And I was like, that's great. You're never going to get that done in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. No, but the thing is... And then you I got was... it done in eight and I was like, well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's actually... It's quite interesting because I, I, um, I, honestly, I like working. Um, I like working alone. I guess I don't know. It's uh, I don't. I mean, the whole thing. You know, it sounds bad, but you know what I mean. I, I started. Uh, I started talking to some um, some uh, fellow game designers back uh, in that uh, event, and showed them my idea. And they were like, and and I remember a few people like, oh, you know what, you know what you need to do is just. Have it grow all the time, just grow, fill up the, um, fill up the screen, or um, or someone said, you know, oh, you start with a lot of cells, you need to remove all of them, and I'm like, no, no, this is, this is the one thing that you, that you miss here is the fact that by enabling, by by presenting yourself as a set number of cells, all of a sudden there is such a such a thing as as you. You know, you you all of a sudden there is something that you can call yourself. There's a almost a soul to to uh, refer to. You know what I mean? There's there's something now. Uh, it's not just a screen or a, 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 or you know nature. This is you. And once there was this thing, and the, I think this the set number of cells. Even when I didn't really know what the number of cell would be, because you know there were a lot of issues there with balancing and you know even technology to make sure that it actually runs. But once this thing was set, it was uh, very clear that there's something interesting there. Hmm. I, I'm afraid that after one of these conversations, that we're going to find out that there really wasn't a game jam. That this whole this this talk between developers actually just happened in Ite's mind, and, 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 <laughs> and now we're getting we're slowly getting to the truth. <laughs> actually, you know, I, I the funny thing is, I remember, I remember showing, I remember for a long time showing this, um, um, this idea, and I I'll even save you from from I. I won't tell you how I named it temporarily before I came up with uh, Mushroom Eleven, because it's embarrassing. I mean, it's not even it's embarrassing how simplistic it is. But uh, I remember showing that idea and drawing it almost, almost identically to how it looks right now, put, and putting on on a sketchboard and showing it to um, uh, to some people there. And I was like, I, I wish I had a record of uh, of that thing happening. And then. I think a year ago or so, I saw a video that someone took, and 
there there it was you know that that, that moment, moment that moment that i yeah. showed that idea to someone to a friend of mine just so you know we're not lying yeah and i was like oh, <laughs> I, I was not drinking this <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't prove anything. There's just <laughs> yeah, you know, CG. The video was just a guy, you know, going, "Look at what this crazy dude drew on my window." I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Photoshop. It's all Photoshop. That's right. Yeah, it's all Photoshop. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, I, you know, I, I feel like I feel very lucky, kind of stumbling upon this idea. Um, also, I'm very happy that I, I followed it followed through with it hmm. and I'm very happy I found uh, such a great team high five <laughs> there's an actual high five perfect I just high five the wall <laughs> done <laughs> done nice. my dog's excited too oh that's your dog wants to get in on it <laughs> So uh, I, I got to play the uh, the demo that is uh, currently available to people that, that pre-order the game uh, this weekend. And w- as I was playing it, at, at first I found myself very hesitant in kind of what I was doing because I didn't realize that the, the blob grew back when it got destroyed. So, it, you know, it's, it's not long before you kind of start coming into environmental hazards and stuff like that and you're not just trying to to move through the environment and i found myself being like really really hesitant like oh i I don't want to kill the blob until i realized that well the the blob actually just grows back and then the whole kind of tone of the game in terms of how i played it shifted into this weird like zen state where it's just kind of moving just to, you know, from left to right, not with any real sense of purpose, just kind of going. And I found that really interesting to kind of juxtapose that more just relaxed kind of gameplay state. Because, I mean, you, you can die if, like, the whole blob falls into to fire or, or something like that. But for the most part, you're you're just kind of going. And there, there's not a whole lot of threat of of dying because you always grow back. But yet, you're going through this world that's like completely destroyed. And yeah. I don't really know what my question is there. But. <laughs> Interesting watching people play at conferences because there's like this hesitant, like, oh my god, it's lava, you know? But like, that, you know, you are destroying yourself. Like, that's all you're doing, right? And once people are like, oh, well, I guess lava isn't all that threatening anymore if that's what I'm doing to myself constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of game have you made where lava is not threatening anymore? <laughs> this is craziness. Well, it is when you when you fall into it completely, then. Okay. You know, it's a threat. No, I think there was a game nowhere. there, by the way, what you just said, uh, but probably a different game. <laughs> where lava, lava is your friend. There's, there's definitely my, my a, zen, a zen quality to it. I, I find myself uh, just sitting there sort of mindlessly just kind of pushing this thing around and, and I'm, you know, taking a break from work, of course. Uh, but, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it, it's relaxing, mm-hmm. and you know, that, that you can make any shape at all and, you know, push it along any, any course you want. It feels good. I mean, it doesn't. You don't have to complete the game. You can just sit there and zen out if you want. In fact, this is uh, something that 
personally, when I saw uh, someone doing that, like talking to me while just playing with a mushroom aimlessly, uh, that was a moment where I I felt like there's something there because the the controls themselves, even with with no consequence, felt good. Uh, I felt this is this this thing has a future and. Um, uh, and also, you were you were right on, on you know spot on on the fact that we there's a, there's a moment where everything clicks and and this realization that no one cell is more important to, than the rest. And once you get that, you understand that you can destroy as, as many as you want as long as you have one that goes through. Mm-hmm. It's also like a way of teleporting in this weird sense because mm-hmm. if you have multiple pieces on the screen, you can decide which one you need to remove, which is you know kind of weird. And what we're trying to do, especially in the first level, uh, is kind of be out of the way, you know, just um, don't try not to present. I mean, up to a point, just to make sure that you know how to move. But other than that, we we are trying to just you know, go play with whatever it is that you do. We don't tell you even, um, we don't let you know that you grow back because you will have to realize it. And once you do, then you formed uh, uh, this uh, very strong internal realization of the model uh, uh, that, that, that you're playing. Mm-hmm. You, you become, you know, you become the mushroom. Be That's the mushroom. So <laughs> There's your title. Yeah. <laughs> Subtitle, it grows yep. on you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's psychedelic. Dash, grows on oh. It's psychedelic. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah. We're now on the road to Barstow. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan, you got anything else? What well, I um I, I guess With the you- I, I don't know. I was, I was trying to think of something, and I was really hoping that you would chime in right before, so there wouldn't be any like. So that you dead could space. continue to think. Yeah. Um, so I was, th- I was th- listening to you for, think. Uh, interrupting you that, Brian. I'm just calling you out. That's yeah. what I do. That yeah, is. We <laughs> sent yeah. oh, um, <laughs> this video so you could see what the original game jam. Oh, version fantastic! Was. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just did this without me knowing. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, this moment is more like. Uh, just a fun, fun moment where you can look how, how horrible. Well, it actually looked it nice. Horrible, yeah, it looked nice. I think it looks that, like a different game. No, what I meant, horrible. Obviously, I'm talking about the mechanics and how, how crudely it grows and, and all that. But um, the funny thing is that the black and white um, art that you did in like an hour is, I think, from the same kind of uh, spurred the same kind of art that we have right now which is much more visually like colorful mm-hmm. but still um, has the same mood yeah same mood same destroyed whimsical somber uh, yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it's uh, it's hard to hard to explain it's very clear that uh, we we really did want to have something more colorful but it had to be like what would the world look like if um if uh, nature took over, hmm. um, minus zombies, <laughs> but but a weird nature, not like a, a yeah. healthy nature, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, it's yeah. a disgusting 
lichen-filled world of lower life forms. So. Well, we should put more Twinkies in our game. True. Okay. It's like the thing that survives the apocalypse. Twink. Oh, Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, that and cockroaches. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> That's a good idea, Julie. Yes. Yeah, Cross, cross between a roach and a twinky <laughs> corn hybrid. Uh, uh, wow, I don't even want to think about what a cross between a twinky and a cockroach would be. That just is unnerving. It would never die. Um, but there's your final boss. If you don't have Actually, a final you know, boss yet, boom. The you're, first you can boss have that for free. The, um, the first boss is what. Little- <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. first boss is actually, you know, it's it's one of my my um my pho- <laughs> one of my phobias, I want to say. <laughs> and definitely there's a roach there as well. Uh in boss number 1 kind of um but yeah, it's uh we're trying to put all the all our all our fears in a game. <laughs> things that we hate we put, we put there as bosses can we put SBN well, in the game then <laughs> I would love to put git in the game yeah every time I, I it's a, it's push a, or pull git I'm like oh my god it ain't breaking off okay no it's all good it's a, a, a software engineer internal joke way to go Julia <laughs> It's all good. It is all good. Well, I I think that does all the questions that that I have, Brian. Um, <coughs> I guess it's time for the end game now. Yeah. Okay. So, right. like we said at the beginning, we like to to end with a bit of a questionnaire. Um, aim more uh, more personally rather than like just you know game development wise. Though, so feel free to chime in however you like. I'm I'm not going to stop you. Um, but yeah. So it's a it's a good couple of questions. Um, if all three of you want to chime in, you're more than welcome to. Um, I, since they're more personal, one person kind of answering for the group is probably not going to do all of you justice. Uh, but uh, starting with question number one, um, who is your favorite video game protagonist? Who's your favorite good guy or anti-hero? Wow, that's uh, that's actually it's a tough one. Gordon yep. Freeman. Okay, right. that's, yeah. that's one. Does it count that if you counts? don't actually oh. ever see him? Yeah. <laughs> Okami? Hey, you're the guys who made the amorphous blob game, so yeah, it definitely. <laughs> I want to say I will say the guy from Shinobi, the ninja, okay. the din- the ninja. Okay, all right. I don't know why. Is, is the ninja from Shinobi not named Shinobi? You can tell uh-huh. I've never played Shinobi before. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question, and that just goes to show how how little I know him, or or her actually. You know, I I don't know. Apparently, uh, Shinobi is just another word for a ninja. Interesting. Oh. Okay, there you go. Okay. Learn you something. Dark right. cast educational moment. <laughs> welcome. I missed what you said, Julia. Oh, Okami. Because I oh, okay. being the wolf, and I like wolves, and that was cool. <laughs> yes, Amaterasu is great. Okay, so, flipping that coin. Uh, but, second question. What? Before you answer that, uh, Joe Mushasha? Uh, is actually the uh, main character in uh, the original Shinobi, voiced so by Joe Suzuki. Really? <laughs> okay, no. I, no, I don't. I don't know about the the voice part. No, no, but, that's uh, uh, <laughs> amazing. It's, uh, I'm gonna. But yeah, he, he has a, a name and everything. That's I. I had no idea. I meet me neither, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I spent so much, so many 
quarters on this thing. Awesome. Back in the day. Okay, so. <laughs> what, what kind of voiceover did they have in that game? They didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was all Foley, so it's, you know. <laughs> not even voices. It was just broccoli and a whole bunch of celery. <laughs> it's amazing what you can get out of squeezing vegetables. Right, right now. Yeah. All right. Second question, flipping the coin to the first one. Um, who is your favorite antagonist? Antagonist. Antagonist. Who's the who's the villain you love to hate? Or hate to love. Or hate to love. Whatever. It's a villain. Oh, I guess I know the bears from Triple Town because I'm obsessed with those bears. <laughs> They're so cute and and I always hate turning them into gravestones. It kind of <laughs> I die a little bit inside every time. Every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, what about Donkey Kong? <laughs> yeah. I that's, mean, he's sort of fair. misunderstood. He's not, like, really bad. He's just in love, but he's, that's okay. he's, in, your, All right, he's I, in your way. Apes do crazy things. True. And, um, for and for me, this is a, that's a trick answer, but um, the villain from Braid. Hmm. Okay. Like the actual villain or the villain villain? Sucks. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, third question. Question number three. Um, what's the uh, what is a, a good trend or or theme in gaming right now that you'd like to see continue? Oh, yes. interesting. I have lots. Do it. Okay. Wait, can I have more than one? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, folk games. Uh, games that use fabric. I I was at no, no joke. Okay, so I was at Gamer Camp last month, and there were two amazing games. One had a quilt as a controller, where they use connective thread, and you go around and you you touch different parts of the the fabric, and they'll set off different projections on this tent that you're in. And it was really amazing, and I want to go and do that sometime. And then there was a sock puppy game. We, uh, I forgot what it's called, uh, Space Brother Joe. So, uh, anyway, uh, you you basically like high five a friend and you fist bump a friend to beat an enemy, and that was a lot of fun. That's, that was cool. More games with fabric. And I'm, I'm glad you expounded okay. on that because I, I was just thinking like Kirby's Epic Yarn because that looked like it had fabric in it, but mm. not really. That that's awesome. I didn't know there were actual games with fabric in real life in them. And it's all these crazy like wearables that you can do now, with motion sensors and like connective threads and, and yeah. In general, the, the the indie community comes up with all these uh, crazy controllers and, and experiments, and a lot of beautiful things come out of it. Um, that's definitely some of these things. Uh, alternative controllers. Uh, you know, the, obviously, there's a there's a problem with uh, uh, distribution of such a thing, but it's so beautiful to see what uh, some students do these days and uh, what the the indie community comes up with. Uh, maybe I would say, uh, I don't know how you phrase it, uh, kind of like an emotional beauty that. Uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, I saw in the game Journey on the, the PS3, I thought that was so beautiful and kind of had a, you know, an emotional impact. Um, not only because of how it looked, but just the whole thing, you know, kind of, it was beautiful. It was like art. And, um, well, recently I played, uh, uh Monument Valley mm-hmm. and that kind of, for me, had the same kind of visual uh, impact, this sort of beauty mm-hmm. and uh, kind of a cleverness going on. And then you have like the other extreme, which is like games that are really personal and really crazy hard to bear, but you want to like experience them because it's like, well, like, so like that, that, that dragon cancer, I feel like is really, really interesting. And it does something that I don't think any other game is trying to do, which is like making a game to like process your grief. It's like Mm -hmm. amazing to me. I'm so excited about that trend and um so i think that's something that's really powerful that's coming up in video games which is amazing mm. feelings yeah that's feelings too feelings. more feelings <laughs> um i'm gonna flip the coin again and question number four is what's uh, a theme or trend you'd like to see just go away uh <laughs> casino games oh, masked yeah. as casual games would that would be nice I mean, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, some of my best friends make uh, uh, free-to-play games. And every time you say <laughs> some of my best friends in a sentence, you kind of, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Not all free-to-play games are, are wrong or bad or anything. I just think some of them have, you know, I mean, some you, you know the ones that have made headlines, and they're just... No, 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 no what, I, what I meant... <laughs> so, all right, the problem with free-to-play games, that, you know, the obvi- obviously, you know, we, we, we know the problem of, of, uh, of luring unsuspecting players into playing paying money in order to get um a subpar experience by presenting them an even subpar experience for free mm-hmm. and um but the problem is not necessarily that the problem is that somehow it's become a, 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 the norm to to present your game uh, or or like in some cases the only alternative of uh, monetization uh in some in some mm-hmm. platforms where you take some some people who would otherwise just sell their product for a reasonable price now feel that like this is the only way they could actually approach the the audience by presenting a game that is free and tempering with their really nice game and, and apply some enough purchases in it that didn't really fit so that that's the that's the problem i mean some games are some games that are free are I mean a lot of games that are free are wonderful. I'm just saying that the fact that presenting free to play as the only way to actually uh present and monetize An your ecosystem. game ecosystem. It's uh it's it's a thing that I, I hope would just find its right spot. You know, some games I guess work with it, but uh it, it should be it should be a niche if anything. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. It's a dangerous trend. 
Yes. Yeah, especially if, if used yeah. it, if used in the wrong hands. Yeah, that's not just for games. It's for everything. For, yep. Yeah. But in the end, nothing's for free. <laughs> so there is no free lunch. That's very true. Might as well pay for it up front. That's right. Get the pain over with. And then it's all happiness. It's all uphill. <laughs> Hopefully. Unless it's like, you know, Unity and your face explodes because we can't program women. So there we go. Uh, next question. Um, Twitch chats are so eerie looking. Yeah. They're so beautiful. I'm like, this is amazing. I want to play this game where no one has any skin. <laughs> really, that's that sounds like the best game ever. I'm afraid of you now. <laughs> you seen those screen chats? Oh, they're I've wonderful. Seen uh, next question. Uh, if you you guys are obviously already living some kind of dream. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you had the chance to, if you had the chance to try to try anything different, to try a different profession, is there anything you could see yourself doing? Anything you'd like to try? I was supposed to be a farmer. And then oh, I, did you take that I, test I, in, in like elementary school too, where they were like, "Yeah, you could be a farmer." Yeah, and then and for I, a hot I second, you're like, "Yeah, on, I could be a farmer." And I worked on a farm, and I had this like plan oh. of get being a farmer, and then I found video games, and now here I am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can I play this with cows? No? No, or I forget that. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved working with cows. But even even more than uh, you know, the life the glamorous rich life of a uh game indie game developer is the glamorous rich life of a indie dairy farmer. So <laughs> I decided that if I wanted to have a rent, maybe I should stay away from being a dairy farmer. <laughs> if you wanna if you want if you wanna pay rent, you need to stay away from indie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's all good. No, um, for me, I can say that I, um, in in all honesty, is, is actually right now when I, um, I went to this uh, great conference in New York, uh, in conference dedicated to game design called Practice, and I felt like um, I wish I wish the academic route was something that I spent a little more time, and you know. Um, I see all these people experimenting with uh, all these different designs, design schemes in the academia. And I wish, you know, in, in a parallel life, I would probably want to do that as well. Hmm. well I, like, uh, I like fixing things. So maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe a mechanic or something. <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, sure. You feel so... Uh, so well, unless you know how to fix your own car. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a power that other people wield, usually to your disadvantage. Sometimes too well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of fun getting your, your hands, uh, you know, cut up and, and greasy and stuff like that. So, I don't know, maybe someday I'll have a garage and, and uh, buy only old cars that break down. It's doable. Charge myself exorbitant rates. That's right. <laughs> Simon, where'd this invoice come from? Oh, from me. I, I'm horrible. <laughs> Do I, I need to report that to the IRS? Yeah. <laughs> the best tax loophole ever. <laughs> you just right. opened the portal. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it starts. 
Uh, next question is going to this, this has a, a bit of a preamble to it um, so let me get going and then um, and then we'll, we'll actually get to the real question itself so this is the first pre-question uh, as, have you has anybody seen um, Escape from LA mm. Kurt Russell John Carpenter movie it's it's in our um, it's in our instant queue on Netflix for the yes. past four years good good leave it there <laughs> Oh, okay. um, there's. Uh, I, I'm going to spoil a bit of the ending for you, uh, okay. in that there is a uh, group of government satellites that circle the globe, and our hero or anti-hero, uh, Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken, uh, fine. It gets gets. He own he he owns uh, remote control that will allow him to activate those satellites, thereby crashing the world with a, a giant EMP blast that will send us back to, um, the Stone Age. No electronics, no nothing. Um, the three, the three of you, and you know, we'll include your wife on this too, Simon, so she can get in on it as well. Uh, the four of you uh, receive a memo um, that this event is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, what game do you play tonight? <laughs> oh, Heroes Two of Might and Magic, of course. Okay, I like how I like number one. I like the quickness of that. Yeah. Number two, that was excellent. Why not Heroes Three? Um, because of the art style. Heroes okay. is so much better. Fair enough. Okay. Because <laughs> clearly that's the only important thing is the art style. <laughs> uh, cl- hey, it's your game, your night. That's I can't. I'm not going to de- degrade that. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of pressure. Although, if it's the four of us, so, we could play Hanabi. Sounds like I picked my my correct dream occupation. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We all set. You will now get to be a mechanic. <laughs> For good or ill. Yeah, Mine, Minecraft would be a helpful game because uh, you would get some good ideas for for that aftermath. I think. Yeah. It starts with a bad idea of punching trees. That's <laughs> that's not going to help. It would probably take too long though. Might start. <laughs> yeah. It, so you have only one night. That's it. To play? One night. One night to play. So it's. I, I didn't say how long this night was going to last, but you do have just one night. So if you have a, an incredibly long, deep game you want to get into, I'll allow it because this is... Yeah, it is your anyway. last night. <laughs> it is your last night, you know. Uh, wow. This is, this is a tough one. See, this... It, it kind of calls for, for a, a more of a linear game, you know? doesn't doesn't make sense that, you know, I'd play FIFA. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, I mean, with all due respect. Um, How long did it take for you to finish The Last of Us? We haven't um, finished. The uh, last I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, The Last of Us again, with all due respect, is not going to be that game. <laughs> That's probably what I would actually play. Since um, I played it. Uh, I, you know. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Um, I have to say, coming back to, to Portal, maybe. Um, but um, I feel like. Well, uh, you were saying, uh, can't we take some? Uh, can we take games that are that don't require electricity? <laughs> That's uh, I'm looking for loopholes. You can. <laughs> we would take. I would we would take that you played those on the night before the electricity goes. You probably want to save those for after. That is yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, if, if that's all, if that game is the one thing I'm going to play for eternity, then I mean, there's there's always going to be Monopoly. 
Oh dear, no. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. The, the roaches will be playing that long after we're gone. <laughs> and probably Settlers of Catan for a small portion of them. But, you know, for stuff that requires power. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to say I want to say Portal, probably. Yep. Okay. Oh, you played that before. Exactly. I'm, I'm, a, uh, you know, this. Uh, that's the, exactly what you want to do when you, when, when you know something, you have only one chance. You want to go for, and do something that you know is going to provide you with uh, satisfaction. Um, you know, you know how horrible it would be if I, if I, you know, I had one chance and then I took a risk on, let's say, The Last of Us, and then played it, and they're like, ah, oh, that was a shame. <laughs> Now I can't play any other game ever. Except for Hanabi, so why... No, no, I'm just saying that. We've got Hanabi, we'll be fine. (laughs) Everything will be okay. We'll be fine. Yeah. So final question. Um, At the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad is there with the Book of our Deep... Not the Mario (laughs) Mushroom. The actual Mario Mushroom. It's their kingdom. It's not more. It's you know. Unfortunately, you will be presented and have to walk past mushrooms one through ten on the way in. <laughs> but uh, when we do finally arrive at those gates and Toad is there with the book of your deeds, uh, what would you like him to say to you? Hmm. You know, cupcakes are pretty nice. They are. I Absolutely. <laughs> if you tell me that they're like going to be cupcakes, I'd probably be okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was wondering. Just like um, toads, just like cupcakes are nice. Come on in. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, Julia tends to to be very random sometimes. Um, I don't know. Wow. Thanks for playing. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I I I would say I would love to have like like a big um, sign made of uh, different old ASCII characters uh, asking you, do you want to continue? And then have like nine, eight, seven. <laughs> okay, and then it ends with like a, an ASCII raffle copter. Like you know, this is all a joke. <laughs> it, um, I don't know. I hope I, I, I have quarters. That's all. I was like thinking that would be really, really uh, ironic if I didn't. Uh, anyway, Zen moment. I mean, isn't that why people put coins on dead people's eyes so you can play the arcades when you? Ah, nice. <laughs> that's that's a, yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. Eventually, it evolved yes. into paying your way to the land of the dead. But you know, before yeah. it was all arcades. It was, it was totally oh. all arcades. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not a seventy-five cent game. <laughs> <laughs> no change. No change. You have to pick up tokens at the machine. Suppose you could put a quarter on your on the person's third eye. Oh. Then the games are a dollar. You could just slip some into his pocket. So that'll, that'll be fine. <laughs> They'll figure it out when they get there. Uh, but that's it. That's that was the last question. Um, that you, congratulations, you've passed. I have no <laughs> prizes for you, but the knowledge that you've done well. <laughs> All right. 
Awesome. That was fun. Yep. Thanks so much thank for you. having us. Well, yeah. thank you Jonathan, guys for, for joining us. Uh, well, I, I, I just, I already said it just like five seconds ago, but I do want to thank all of you for, for sitting down and talking to us about Mushroom 11. If you guys could uh, just send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about your game. Um, Mushroom11.com. Yeah, um, we just recently started uh, our pre-order. The game is still... Um, a few months from release, but uh, the pre-order comes with um, the the first level. And there's um, this the bun- there's a bundle, which is um, obviously called fungal bundle. Um, so as it should be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the fungal bundle comes uh, comes with uh, the future Son of London soundtrack, um, which is another uh, big deal for us having to work with the future Son of London. Um, so yeah, it's all in mushroom11.com. Awesome. Well, good luck in the, uh, the coming months finishing up the game. I, I wish you, uh, just the, the, the best of luck and, uh, yeah. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much.